Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And hello, everybody. Welcome to the Sports Media Beat. I am Dan Lavallo, and we are putting the Sports Media Beat, this latest edition, together on December the 12th, 2019. And there are a lot of stories making news in the sports media. Let's begin with Turner Sports for years. The voice of the NBA on Turner Sports has been Marv Albert. Well, now there are stories out there reporting that Turner Sports is considering whether to bring Marv back for the final year of his contract next season. He's all set for this year, but they don't know if they want Marv back for the next NBA season. He is 78 years of age. They love Brian Anderson, and they believe that maybe maybe it's time to make a change. Uh, Jeff Zucker, when he took over at Turner, said that uh, Marv would be back for this year. Don't know about the following season. I go back to when Marv Albert used to do not only New York Knicks games, but the pregame shows on the radio for the New York Yankees over WHN. Believe it or not, I still have tapes of those broadcasts, and they were tremendous. Marv is a great announcer. And, of course, he made famous, yes, anytime a Nick scored a basket. Frazier, jumper, yes. And he honed his skills under the late great Marty Glickman. Say, speaking of baseball, ESPN has signed MLB analysts Tim Kirchian, Eduardo Perez, and Doug Glanville to multi-year contract extensions. You know, Kirchian's had a great run at ESPN. He's been there since 1998. There are also reports that Curtis Granderson, if he chooses to retire, might be under consideration for a job at ESPN. Perez, by the way, at one point was under consideration to become the manager of the New York Mets. And by all accounts, it appears the Sunday night baseball crew will be back for another season on ESPN. That would be play-by-play voice Matt Vasgersian, of course, A-Rod, Alex Rodriguez, and Jessica Mendoza. Ken Hawk Harrelson, the Hawk, is the 2020 winner of the Ford C. Frick Award. I remember when Hawk Harrelson was a player, and then he was an excellent golfer. Didn't he golf on the tour for a time? But he broadcast for the Boston Red Sox. I remember back in 1975 when Dick Stockton was the TV voice of the Red Sox, and the color commentator was Hawk Harrelson. And then later he went on to broadcast for the rival Yankees with Bobby Mercer. They made a great team. And most recently, for a long time, he had been the voice of the Chicago White Sox on television. He retired after the 2018 season. He is the 2020 recipient of the Ford C. Frick Award, so congratulations to the Hawk. Other finalists, by the way, was were uh, Red Sox radio voice Joe Castiglione, Jacques Doucette, who did uh, games in French for the Montreal Expos, and most recently he's been the French voice for the Toronto Blue Jays broadcasts, Tom Hamilton, the radio voice of the Cleveland Indians, Pat Hughes with the Chicago Cubs, the late, great Ned Martin, who was the radio voice of the Red Sox and later the TV voice of the Red Sox, 
Mike Shannon, who still calls Cardinals games, and Dwayne Stats, now with Tampa Bay. Dwayne also at one point broadcast for the Yankees on television and also did Cubs games. Ratings. Do we have ratings? Let's begin with Monday Night Football on ESPN. The Giants-Eagles game averaged a 6.9 rating and 11.36 million viewers on ESPN. That is the smallest Week 14 audience for Monday Night Football in eight years. Uh, But this is interesting. The game garnered a 12.4 rating in Philadelphia and a 6.7 rating in New York City on ESPN. But the game was also simulcast on over-the-air TV in both Philly and New York City. So when you combine the ratings, for example, combine the Philly ESPN ratings with the -the over-the-air station in Philadelphia, the game got a combined rating of 32.1, 32.1 share. That is phenomenal. In other words, about one in three TV sets were tuned in to that game in Philadelphia. The combined rating in New York City shows you how bad the Giants have become, even with Eli Manning back at quarterback, the combined rating of 14. Don't get me wrong, that's great, but still... A 14 combined with the ABC affiliate in New York City and ESPN in New York City. The Sunday Pats-Chiefs game through the roof, shown on 83% of the CBS market stations. It got a 6.1 rating and attracted 28.11 million viewers. Only the Cowboys-Pats game on Fox has done better this year with a 16.4 college football. Let's start with a Big 12 championship game on ABC. That was the game between Oklahoma and Baylor. Last Saturday, averaged a 5.5 rating and 8.7 million viewers. That was on ABC. Pac-12 championship game last Friday on ABC. That game between Oregon and Utah scored a 3.5 rating and 5.86 million viewers. That's a ratings increase of 35% and a viewership increase of 44% over last year's Washington-Utah game on Fox. The ACC championship game last Saturday on ABC between Clemson and Virginia got a 2.4 rating, 3.97 million viewers. That was a seven-year low. NBCU announces it has sold $1 billion in ad commitments for the Tokyo Olympic Games, still eight months away. Reports are that half of the advertisers who have signed up are new. That's great news. Overseas, let's go to soccer in Germany, the Champions League. Amazon gains a portion of the rights along with DAZN streaming. Left out of the loop is Sky. Amazon, we told you on our previous sports media podcast, the SMB Beat, we told you that Amazon and the Yankees are going to team up to stream Yankees games perhaps as soon as the 2020 season. And now that the Yankees have signed Garrett Cole, I'm guessing it probably will start in the 2020 season. But that said, Amazon is moving into the the, the sports realm in even heavier terms. For example, they are carrying Thursday night football right now 
I bring this up because I, I think I read somewhere one of the TV executives said he believes one of the NFL packages and bidding will be starting soon on NFL packages for TV. One of the NFL packages could end up with a service like Amazon or Facebook in the next contract as Amazon continues to move into sports. And the PGA is coming to a bar near you. Remember what I told you about streaming? It's all about streaming. PGA Tour events will stream live in commercial establishments, starting with the American Express Tournament in La Quinta, California, on January 16th. Here's what the PGA is doing. It's selling live subscriptions to businesses on a tiered pricing basis. What does that mean? Well, right now, if the Golf Channel is carrying a PGA event, it may carry a portion of the event. Or, you know, pick your network, ESPN, when it carries a golf event. It's showing just a portion of the event. Well, now these establishments will be able to carry every hole if they sign up for this package with the PGA. It's all about the streaming. What did it used to be? It's all about the base. Well, now it's all about the streaming. By the way, in the show notes, I link to all of these stories if you want more details. And you can subscribe to the podcast. We are in the Apple Podcast directory. We're on Stitcher. Tune in. Just ask the lady in the tube to listen to the Sports Media Beat by Dan Lavallo. And there are several ways you can access it. And you can also visit my website, sportsmediabeat.com. That's going to do it for the Sports Media Beat. As always, thanks for listening. And I'm Dan Lavallo.